The following program is a podcast1.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to episode 170 of Classic Loveline. This is from May 23rd, 1996, a Thursday night show. The guest is Adam's Catholic little brother, Nate. Adam opens the show joking about the screening process to be a big brother and shares a series of questions with Drew. For the very first time, this is a story you would go on to tell on Loveline for the next decade. With Adam's Catholic little brother, Nate, of course, comes T. And I'll leave it at that. Adam plugs the upcoming guest, Thomas Calabro, Slayer, and another band as well. Adam teases Nate up top and says he'll join him after the first break, and he does indeed. Adam invents the term Gaiman, a dude-only hymen, and Drew actually brings up the Behimen, Adam's other creation. It's hilarious that Drew brings it up. Uh, Adam references his two-vagina story, a second-hand anecdote from his buddy, and Nate joins the show after the first break and immediately takes it to the obscene, so they roll into calls. And from there on, we have one of the rarest, most interesting episodes from the show's history, one we didn't think actually existed so it does and enjoy this one's great all right everybody as per usual this was recorded in 1996 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact dr drew and mike catherwood on current day love line 1-800-LOVE-191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on twitter at podcast one on facebook podcast one there as well and podcast one.com the home of all your favorite podcasts mahalo and get it on Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Here is the phone number for Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I am Adam Carolla. It's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Tonight, our very special guest for about five minutes until he acts up or farts is my uh, young... Catholic little brother, Nate. Now, when I say Catholic little brother, I don't mean that he's Catholic or that I'm Catholic, but that I got involved with the Catholic Big Brother organization here in Los Angeles about four years ago, and I've been molding the youth of this city ever since. We will have to contact the organization. <laughs> One kid at a time. Don't turn me in. Uh, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, Drew, but during the, there's a very rigorous screening program because obviously they don't want the sickos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, hey, easily. free slaves. Yeah, they don't want uh, Bobo, the pedophile clown, adopting a kid. One of the questions during the two-hour oral examination uh, in Becoming a Big Brother was, how many times a day would you say you think about sex? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll kind of lied my ass off. Yeah, Are you kidding? Obviously. I said three times. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded about right. It was the morning. It's the Holy, uh, the Holy Trinity. Exactly. <laughs> and it was good. Uh, also, uh, next week we have Thomas Calabro. You know him as Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place. Slayer, Imperial Drag, those bands will be coming in next week. So full plate next week. But tonight it's just me, Drew, and um, the seldom heard young Nate. He'll be in here to show off his new teenage bad mustache. You know, when I met him, he was just 13. He didn't have the stash going. We'll talk about, uh, oh, health class and phone sex and all kinds of good uh, computer dating and all the stuff he has uh, expertise in. But until then, we're going to go to the phones. Vanessa, 17, you're on Loveline. Uh, yes, I was wondering why not there was a way to tell if a guy's a virgin. Uh, guy have a hymen? No, I mean, besides Guyman. telling him. Ooh, the guyman. I'm punchy, Drew. You stop yeah, me if yeah, I get I'm, out of control tonight. Me, I'm, 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 I'm... 
I'm trying. Drew's on four hours sleep. I'm on three hours sleep. Well, there was always the the, the, the other. The Bahaiman. Yeah, but that's, you mean a virgin. Like pure. <laughs> yeah. With like a not, wo- not had sex with a woman, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be his word. Vanessa. Really? Vanessa. Huh? Let me tell you something. No need for this test at all. No need to decipher whether a man has been a virgin because half the guys that are virgin <clears throat> are virgins will lie to you and say that they aren't anyway. No guy's going to deny that. Am I right, Drew? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what's the circumstance, Vanessa? Oh, no, no. I was just wondering. Cause... No way to tell, okay? Oh, okay. All Thank right. you. All right. All right. Well, we're right out of the gate again. Brett, 19, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. How you guys doing? We're tired, but go ahead. All right. Uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, I go to school in Ohio, and uh, I'm seeing a girl there. And um, since it's summer, she's uh, she's going away to France. And her ex-boyfriend is also traveling France, and she's staying at his place for Oof. two days. Mm. And they have a past, you know, they have a past thing going. So I don't know if I should mention something to her. I don't know if I should tell her I want to continue for next year. I don't want to seem overprotective. I don't know. What do you guys recommend? They need some sort of uh, Denver boot you can put on a woman when she travels abroad. <laughs> you know that, that thing they slap on your car tire when uh, when you haven't paid your parking ticket, so they know it's not going anywhere. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that for the woman. Something the house, like a belt or house arrest monitor. Chastity belt. Exactly. So. With some sort of like infrared moisture seeker <laughs> or something on there. I don't know. I haven't worked it out yet, Brett. But rest assured, my boys are busy in the lab as we speak. Yeah. All right. Look. I, I'm not clear here what's going on. Is this a relationship that is presently intact? Well, it's a, it's an open deal. That's a yeah. So you know, it, it, it sounds like it's open to the point of being like maybe we'll get have a relationship again when I get back from France. Brett, you know what open means? <laughs> it means her legs are going to be open too. When <laughs> oh, she's in, oh, oh yes, brilliant humor. Yes, the city yes. of lights, the oh, gay yeah. city, gay Paris. Wow. Yes, they, people fall in love there. They well, say you know, you've two, never been kissed until you've Americans, been kissed in the the city of lights. I mean, two people who know each other overseas alone. I mean, uh, it's something you know, who've been together before. And you said there's not a lot of barrier to that if they've already been together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, y- you say that they're both traveling through France at the same time or that he lives there? Well, she's uh, she'll be in one one uh, part of France and he, he lives in another. So. Oh, he lives there. Well, he well for the for the he's living year. There. All right, here here's two things you have going for you. Only uh, he's been there for a year. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if that's long enough to take, but he could have turned gay by now. Okay. Or his uh, body odor could be so unbearable. Yeah. That uh, she could not tolerate him. So you have those two things going for that's you. That's rough. I don't know. I I would suggest you kind of get on with your life a little bit for the summer and see. Really. Just don't worry about it and see where you are when she gets back. So don't even mention anything. I just think... Well, if you really want a commitment, you you have to then make a commitment. In in a strange way, open means closed. Okay. That for the time being, the issue is closed, and uh, maybe it'll be opened again when she gets back in the fall. All right, Socrates, you're on a roll tonight. Jim, 18, you're on Loveline. Um, Yeah, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, Okay, this this is going to sound probably pretty odd. Huh? Yeah. Okay, every, every time I have sex, and it doesn't matter if it's with a condom or not. Um, I get like this burning pain, like somebody's putting a lit cigarette on the side of on the side of my penis. And then, um, like a little while later, maybe a couple hours, maybe the next day, it won't really like scab over, but I like all the skin will peel off. 
and like harden up. It sounds like herpes. Like, I, I've been tested for that. It sounds like it, I don't. I don't have sores. Sounds it's, like what? Drew? Happy. Thank me. you. Hmm? Adam is just correcting me. He, he he doesn't want to frighten the the all of America with the 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 terminology herpes. Right. People tend to be closed off when you say herpes, so I call it happies, and it, it makes an environment uh, that people can talk about it comfortably. Lovely. Uh, what do you, now? You, what do you mean? You're describing a sore. What do you mean you don't have a sore? It, it's it's not it's not like a sore. It's it's almost like like a rug burn. Right. That's what her, that's what herpes can look like. That's what. That's what herpes can look like. And what but do you mean? It, but it goes away. That's right. That's what herpes does. It comes and it goes and it comes and it goes forever. It usually comes back in the same spot every time. It's it's pretty big. It's about the size of like a dime. Jim. I have to ask an important question. Yeah. You're not uh, dry humping a remnants pile at Carpeteria, are you? No. Okay. I had to ask. I mean, and, and ulcers that burn or hurt or herpes until proven otherwise, really. I mean, they could be, there are other things that pop. Really? On the, on the genitals, it is. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like a sore, though, really. It just immediately afterwards it hurts, mm -hmm. and then it's like kind of a scab-type thing. And then when that goes off, the skin underneath is fine and everything. I don't, I don't have any outward sore. Yeah, I, I'm not, somebody would have to look at it when you're having that, that lesion, okay? That's the only way to tell what it is. So, Jim, you've got to go to a doctor after you have sex next. Okay. All right? Yeah, there are other ulcerating diseases, most of which cause non-painful ulcers, like chancroid and LGV and things like that. But Jim. Get it looked at when you have one. Um, you, just a quick question real quick. Uh, you don't think it could be like a friction kind of thing or anything like that? I yeah, it, it it can be, uh, but it, it's not likely to be in the same spot every time, and herpes typically will come out or be activated by irritation. So it just it needs to be looked at, okay? Uh, Jim? Yeah? You're not <laughs> masturbating with your uh, Mask Adventure a secret decoder ring on, are you? Um, no, no, I take that off. Okay, very good, because he knows what you're doing. Amelia. Yes. You're 20? It's Amelia. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, lately I've been having these dreams of um, being with another woman, and I know I'm not a lesbian because I like men, but um, I just recently got out of a relationship with a guy who kind of hurt me pretty bad. and. Right. I don't know if maybe I'm having these dreams because of that. Sure. I mean, that, that certainly it makes sense why you'd sort of have an aversion to men for the time being. Just because you're attracted to women or that you have erotic feelings about women doesn't mean you are a lesbian or going to choose well, to have sex. Well, I'm not attracted to women. Yeah, but you're having, it's just how the, your, those sorts of feelings are being expressed right now in your dreams. I, I don't think you should be disturbed by this at all. Women tend to have those kinds of feelings much more readily for same sex than men. Uh, for many, many reasons. There's not as many societal barriers for women. Women tend to be what we identify as sexual in our society. Uh, so just, it, I mean, it sounds fine. You shouldn't be worried about it. I don't think, you know, relax. Okay? You're not falling asleep with a Ethel Merman record on, are you? <laughs> no, I listen to Alantis Morissette a lot. Mm, yeah, but that could be know, something. But see, it's not that I'm a lesbian. I do not have sexual feelings for women. Yeah, we got it. Okay, and, that, but and that's the bottom line. Let me tell you, put a little Jim Croce on next time you nod off. Why? That'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Oh, I see. He's a big, ugly guy. You do nothing but think about guys when you think about Jim Croce. Jason, 16, you're on Loveline. Yeah, um, I've, got a fr I've got a friend, and I'm really good friends with him, you know? 
and he's going out with this other girl who I'm really good friends with too. And supposedly he's going to be dumping her after her birthday, which is in like three weeks. And I was wondering if I should tell her or not tell her or what. She's your friend? Yeah, I'm good friends with both of them. Um, I think you ought to stay out of their relationship, but be there to be supportive of this girl when this happens. Mm-hmm. How'd you hear he was going to be dumping her? Um, well, he's like joked around about it, you know, before. And then tonight, though, uh, another one of our really good friends told me about it. All right, so let me let me just recap. Okay. You got one good friend. Right. You got another good friend. She's a female. Mm-hmm. The good male friend may be dumping your good female friend, and you heard this through another good friend of yours. Yeah, and from him. Oh, okay. Had enough of that. Woo-hoo. That, <sighs> my God, it was like a frickin' uh, Roots. I've ne- we've, never gone, we've never gone back that many generations. Please, at least have it just be about your friend. Or you. Okay. Peter, 25. Yeah, hi. Hey. Um, I have a sort of a strange problem. I, I, I don't enjoy sex, and, and I haven't enjoyed it ever since I went through puberty. And, uh, you know, I don't really know anything. I don't know anybody else who just doesn't find sex interesting. And I know most guys, you know, do you have, think about. Do you have normal sort of sexual drive? No. I mean, I don't even really think about it. I, it's just I'd rather read a book. You know? Masturbate? Once in a while, it's it's masturbating is like, you know, going to the bathroom, which is something you kind of have to do and get it over with, and then I go on to other things I have to do during the day. Have you, know? you had any real bad experiences with with your sexuality in the past or in the remote? Uh, past? no. I mean, no, I haven't. No, nothing negative. I mean, I've had bad relationships, but everyone has. And, and that's with females. Males, no. With males, yeah. So you're gay. Yeah, yeah. And you already have that one carded up, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm not no, talking to Adam. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't even I'm thinking. Sorry. I'm too tired to even yeah, think you that are. way. You're out. You're gone. All right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing it on listen, auto. Freaking pilot. Listen to Peter. Though. Listen to Peter for crying out loud. I'm listening to Peter. All right, Peter. Peter's 49. He plays the cello, and he's in a bad marriage. Am I right? Yeah, he's 25. He's gay, and he has not no sexual feelings to speak of. Right? All right. Doesn't not really no. Peter, but do you ever think about women? No. Okay. Think about guys. Yeah. All right. He, here's what I'm guessing. What's going on with Peter? And you, of, and you are guessing at this point. Absolutely not. You haven't heard the call. No. no. Hey, Drew, just because you feel like stopping midstream and questioning me about something I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> Jackass. Go ahead. All right, Peter. And, and you're going to kiss my ass when I'm done with Peter. Uh, I doubt it. I'm going to hop up on the table and spread my cheeks. All right, all right. All right, you're, you're... All right here's the deal, Peter. Mm-hmm. You come from a family that's not real proud about you being gay. No, they're fine with it. Don't ruin my <laughs> hypothesis this, this right. early into it. Somewhere in you, you're not, you don't feel real comfortable with your selection, your proclivity, as no, it were. No, I'm very happy. Oh, for Christ's sake, Peter. Really, I'm grasping no at straws here. I, I slept for three hours. Would you give me a break? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, some, some, uh, some, in some fiber somewhere in your body, there's a part of you that doesn't think it's okay. Maybe, what, did you go to Catholic school? A long time ago, but okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. You, you don't feel like it's right. Now you don't like women, but there's a part of you that feels like it's not right to be with men. Maybe you feel a little bit guilty about it. Believe me, it'll come in the form of just not feeling anything at all. Here, here's the way it'll work: either that, or you'll kill and rape men and, and stash them in the underpinning of your parents' house. He's gone the other direction. Thankfully, he's not killing anyone. So. 
you don't feel right with it. So you have to get past that, and then it will free you up sexually. Uh, yes, Drew. Oh, yes. You, know, you were doing better. We were talking about smuggling fruit out of Nevada. <laughs> really? Really? Drew, you know I'm right. Oh, yeah. Peter? Peter, Peter yeah. The, obviously there, there is something disturbing you in some fashion. Whatever it is, I can't, you know, we can't figure out in a couple minutes on the radio here. If it is really something that is disturbing your ability to have meaningful relationships, physical, emotional, otherwise, if you feel like something's not connecting, why don't you go get some professional help for that? Well, so, I mean, that's my question. I mean, you think it's not normal. It's, that's... I, it may be normal for you. I mean, some people have different degrees of sexual desire. There's no doubt about it. For some people, it's really not much. But for you, it sounds like it's a little more than that. That you're kind of disturbed about it, and uh, if not, then don't worry about it. It's just that's just you. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. get me, I would suggest that he gets involved with a, one of those like you know gay counseling groups or you know those groups, the gay groups. Well, I mean, you're you're focused on the fact that he has some shame about being gay. That that's the reason. It can, it can be a reason, but there are probably a you know thousand other reasons it could be. All right. Thanks for watering that down, Drew. I'm going with Jane. I'm going with Jane, 23. Going on a feeling here, Jane. Don't disappoint me. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Um, I just want, I have a question for Dr. Drew, but yeah. I wanted to tell you guys, you guys are really hilarious, and I listen to you guys all the time. And you guys I hate it when say, people I say, to say to Adam that you have the greatest analogy that cracks me up. Thank you. I like to think of myself as a young... Uh, 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 radio, uh, guy. Jane. Okay, my question is, I, um, I've been hearing for, from some people that, um, I was talking to some friends, and I have this problem, when I have sex, I, it, sometimes it really hurts, like, like it's going in the wrong place, and some people have told me that it's really common for people to have two openings, in their vagina, like uh, something that doesn't lead to something? No. no it's no. called uh, cul-de-sac syndrome. Now, don't make fun of me. This is really sensitive. There, there can be what are called bifurcations and, and things, the uterus, for instance. No. But, the, but, the, but there are, tell me what the symptom is. Noah, girl, Drew, what? seriously, what? God's honest, have what? a friend, uh, know her. As a matter of fact, well, I don't want to say too much about her. Know her well. Never have had the pleasure of testing out her two uh, her her Siamese orifices, but she has them. Two vaginas. Not two vaginas. Well, not two separate vaginas, but well, I mean two two openings. two openings. I knew a guy who dated her for years. He would have sex with her on one side, and when she got tired or sore, he would switch to the other side. And she's in medical books and stuff. Okay, but that's how unusual that is. Like one in every three I think chicks. Really yeah. common. No, 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 no. And no. no. Two no. or three. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> she, oh, she, she, she didn't like that. She didn't. No. She didn't say no though. No. Um, <laughs> well, see, okay, because I'm really, I haven't gone to the gynecologist. To no, Jane, look, I, I, tell me the symptom you're having. Would what he is, charge double? What is the? What is the symptom here? Yeah, please help me. What is, what is the symptom? Well, okay, sometimes um, I don't know. It's like hard to explain, but. When I have sex, it's like sometimes it's really great, but then other times when you, when you're, you know, you're having sex, and then all of a sudden it just like you get the sharp pain. Because all right, that is a normal phenomenon. It could be caused by a dozen, many different things. It could be ovarian cysts. I mean, there's so many things that can cause that. It, it's just almost 
not worth listing them here right now, but they're common things like endometriosis, ovarian cysts. Your, your uterus can kind of flop over in different directions and can be right, irritating. That's, to, part, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, and this is normal. This is normal, but you ought to go get a pelvic exam. You are sexually active. You should be sure to get pap smears every year. After all, you've got to understand that cervical cancer kills women your age. That's why you have to get the pap smear every year. Okay. Okay. And if you started have, if you if you have herpes, warts, if you were sexually active at a young age, your risk of cervical cancer is higher than average. So get it checked out. Hey, I, I, Jacob, twenty four. You're on Loveline. Oh, <laughs> hey, how you hey. doing? Well, we got time for Jacob. It's about time. Damn straight. <laughs> You've been on hold for a whole seven minutes. You son of a bitch. Careful. Uh, yeah, I got a question. Actually, it has to do with an invasion of privacy. Uh, uh, All right, Drew, you were right. Yeah, thank you. I'll put Jacob on hold. Uh, Jacob, collect your thoughts, would you, for Christ's sake? No one wants to hear your long, drawn-out theatrical sighs over the air. It's not dinner theater. It's talk radio. Am I right, Drew? I I, I thought so. (laughs) Although tonight. (laughs) I think it only feels like we're doing a bad show, Drew. I think in reality we're doing a good show. Whatever. Yeah. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Always bite off more than you can chew with a monthly box of four to six full-size products, including... Everything from innovative toys and gadgets, leashes, treats, and more. BarkBox supports American small businesses by including products made right here in the USA, creating American jobs and keeping your dog happy. Oh, I love both. Mm-hmm. Quit hunting for quality dog treats. BarkBox ships 100% natural elk, caribou, wild boar, and other lean wild meats. Perfect right. for keeping your dog fit and healthy. That's nice. I'll eat some of that stuff. Nice. Unleash your dog's wild side with innovative, durable toys. Perfect for the great outdoors. BarkBox is committed to the cause of homeless dogs. As a rule, they give... 10% of their revenue to local rescues and shelters across the United States and Canada. Save 20% on your new subscription by visiting BarkBox.com forward slash Classic Love. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. In the studio, the man I I made out of a lump of clay, like, uh, like, like when God formed the woman, except for he's all man. He's my Catholic little bro. His name is Nate, and he's a man now, aren't you, Nate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, fantastic. I'm going to have to reach over there and smack you. <laughs> Relax. Now, why don't you tell the listeners how I've helped you in your life for just one second? Because they all think of me as sort of a self-promoting, money-grubbing, uh, wise-cracking SOB. But tell them. Tell them about Adam. Oh, tell them about how you teach me to jerk off in class and all that? All right, all right. Enough that kind of, of stuff? Enough wise-cracking out of you, for Christ's sake. Trying to get a compliment out of the boy. It's not going to happen. Absolutely not. not going to happen. All right, we're going back to the phone. Mind your manners over there, Nate. Okay. Crystal, 21, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. How's it going, guys? Good. I love your show, and your whatever you call them are great. <laughs> Analogies. Metaphors. Um, I was calling about, you said the double vagina thing? 
Right. I said the double. I said that uh, that a true this. Apparently, Adam knew somebody who truly had two separate vaginas, and I thought that was exceedingly rare. That you can have two uteruses, you can have bifurcated uteruses, you can even have bifurcation of other things, but uh, not the vagina typically. Well, I think what I have is called a bicornuate uterus. Right, which is the, like that, a that's a that's a right. That's a pretty common thing. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's not not nearly so rare as this, what Adam is referring to. Now, what does she have? She has a uterus that goes like this. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, here, okay, it's like here. split down the middle. Here's the, right here's the cervix. Here, Makes for painful there's things. a vagina. Here. So, oh, if the okay. uterus was a commercial office space, uh, a new tenant would come in and, and just like sort of build a wall and, and <laughs> yeah. subdivide the place. Right, <laughs> pretty much. Now, what what do you do with the kids? I mean, the the uh, youngins, the uh, embryos they'll, they'll and stuff. Implant, I was told that I'd have. Um, I forgot the word. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like aborted, like self-abortion kind of thing. Miscarriages. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You have a higher potential for that. But she can still have kids one day, so. right? I believe so. Because you I just was wondering pay- about fixing that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a gynecologist, so I couldn't tell you if they necessarily have oh, okay. to do that. I was told they could like cut it out. Yeah, they, I'm sure they can. They they can do various kinds of procedures, this sort of thing. I'm not sure if it's necessary though. You'd have to talk to your gynecologist about that. Okay. Okay. And I was calling. Um, also, I have a question. My sister's been freaking out lately. She uh, gets. Uh, she got a new mole, and she's freaking out because she thinks it's like cancer. And stuff. Mm, mm. How can you tell if there's um, cancer? If they're very, very dark, if they have scalloped borders, like somebody took a bite out of the side of it, if they have any red, white, or blue discoloration. Red, white, or blue? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Would that be on the outside of it? Like sort of mixed in, any any weird discoloration like that. But the scallop border is sort of a characteristic thing, and then it, they spread fast um, very often. Okay. That, that's not necessarily a marker. All right, Crystal. I guess that's it. All righty. Good luck okay. with the um, the Twin Towers there. Jim. Yeah? You're on Loveline. You're 19. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really, really shy. I mean, I've only, been in, I've only been in one relationship in my life. It lasted for four months, and I never even got around to kissing the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I can't. It just scares me. It scares the living hell out of me. <laughs> All right. Uh, hold on a sec, Jim, because we're going to help you out. And now, Nate, now don't don't crack wise with me. I'll send you back to the home. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't come from a home, but I like to threaten that anyway. Now, seriously, you're computer buff. You uh, like the computers. You talk on the Internet. Yeah. Well, you meet. Yeah. No, relax, Jim. <laughs> Talking to young Nate now. <laughs> you, you've met women over yeah. the Internet. Yeah. Have you not? Yes, I have. They've lived in Kentucky, and you borrowed my phone card to talk to them, but that's all right. You paid me back. There's yeah, no problem of, there. Of course. I always pay you back. Now, how you do you that. do that? Is it, it's a, you know, Jim's a shy guy. It would be hard or difficult for him to maybe approach a woman. How does one go about uh, meeting ladies over the Internet? Uh, it's not that hard to do. You just you have to do some research yourself on what you want to do. Like, if you want to go on, like, America Online, mm-hmm. or do something like that. Yeah, I mean, Drew, what do you think? If a guy's shy, but he's a good guy, here's a way you can sort of establish a relationship before you actually find out that they're a heavy-set truck driver. Right. Yeah, that could also sort of add to his neurosis. You mean it could it'd be Reinforces. an it. We call that an enabler, Drew. Well, enabling a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, it, but Jim is more than that, though, because even once he gets in a relationship, he remains terribly inhibited, right? Mm-hmm. You had a four-month relationship, you couldn't kiss the girl. I just I can't be assertive. Well, this is more than not being assertive. Okay, so you have a you, you were your self esteem was 
squelched Maybe somewhere along the line. Or shame or something, perhaps. What happened, Jim? Um, I was... I, I, I used to... My dad's in the Navy, and I used to live in Japan. And when I finally did come back to the United States, um, I went to a landlocked state who didn't actually... People didn't even actually move across the street. And so from then until about my end of the junior year of high school, I didn't have any friends. So, so you never had any opportunity to develop any social skills. Uh, yeah. So, so naturally enough, when you were thrown into a high school environment where everybody else is so seemingly skillful, though believe me, inept, at interpersonal uh, uh, and so- social relations, you you could never get caught up. You can kind of relate to that yeah. a little bit. Not what the do you social mean? Side. I was BMOC, no, baby. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean your, the social side, but uh, some of the stuff that the, the hippie school did to you. Big, big man on campus, producer Ann over there. With the, I got it, smartass. It's your thought bubble. There's a little hamster running on a wheel. No idea what's going on. I saw you mouth BMOC. That's not what I was mouthing. No. <laughs> Jim, but nothing uh, nothing horrible happened. I mean, uh, you weren't raped by biker gang or anything like that. No. I mean, they could be just lacking. I, I right. Sense. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying, here's what I'm trying to get to, Drew. Is it something that, you know, Jim could sort of work around yes, work in a fair, fair, you know, fairly timely manner? Or is it some atrocity no, happen to I, him I, that's going to take years of therapy? My, my sense is, and this may be inaccurate, but that he, in, the, in a supportive environment, if he had the support of other people, somehow, if he could develop that, that he could slowly develop some skills if he worked on it. And then, and then have some more meaningful relationships. Jim, I rarely do this, but I'm going to uh, bestow the power of Adam upon you. Thanks. Uh, wait a minute. Put the phone up to your forehead. Okay. Okay, is it on your forehead? Mm-hmm. Can you barely hear me? Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right, you ready? You don't know what you're going to say, do you? Oh, you have no idea. Wait a minute. Absolutely, I do. That's what I was waiting for. I am all-seeing and all-knowing. I have the power of ten men. I will go forth and conquer. There is no woman too tall, too busty, who wears too much hairspray or too much eyeshadow that shall intimidate me again. There is no man with biceps large enough that he can conquer me. There's no job application I cannot fill in or fill out. <laughs> you know, even the all-knowing one screws up every once in a while. <clears throat> There's no mountain too high, no river too deep, no valley too wide. What's the rest of that Supreme song, Drew? I will go forth from this day on and conquer, and I will fight like a... <clears throat> Jim? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I think that helped. Oh, yeah. I gave that same speech to Nate the first day I met. Uh, you see. <laughs> and he maintained yeah, you his can re- see where I turned down. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, you're doing great. What are you talking about? Matt, 20, you're on Love Line. Hey, what's up? Hey. Okay, I got a problem. <laughs> I haven't said fight like ape in a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm 20, and I'm attracted to a 31-year-old woman. Attracted to her, or you're involved with her? Uh, I tracked to. I haven't got gotten that far. Well, is she married? Uh, no, she's divorced. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with being a tra- I mean, when I was uh, eleven, I was attracted to the cast of Charlie's Angels, who were probably in their early thirties at the time. Nothing wrong with that. You gonna you gonna go? You gonna make a move on her? Oh, 
well, see, that's the problem. I'm I'm pretty scared. Uh huh. I had a really bad relationship before. Yeah, uh, this, this was over eight months ago. Well, what was, what was that one like? Was that with an older person also? No, it, she was younger than me, and uh, she just wanted to cheat on me and take my money. Mm. And the problem was I loved her, and it's kind of my fault for falling for the town pump, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Matt? Yeah? So you have genuine feelings for this 31-year-old? Uh, I guess. Now, what do you think? What is your guess? Well, what do you think she thinks of you? I, I talk to her a lot. I mean... She's my friend, but I'd, I'd like to take it further, you know. Mm-hmm. But what do you think would happen if you tried? Uh, she'd probably tell me, no, I'm too young. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's got some sense. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, for you, it's a great, you know, it's a big feather in your cap. To her, it's a little weird. 31-year-old, been divorced, going out with a 20-year-old. You seem like a good guy, Matt, but for for a woman, that, that is kind of a step backwards. That, and it sounds like... Uh, Matt is pretty open or easily gets involved in these relationships, perhaps over overly involved. And yeah. these are you're you're in a different place in your life than she is, and it's just going to end up in a lot of discomfort for you, I suspect, and possibly for her too. All right, Matt. So maybe you should uh, let this one by, yeah, and find yourself someone about your age, and someone who's not the town pump, and uh, someone who's uh, you know got her feet on the ground and is going to treat you uh, like you deserve. Oh, see, that, that's the problem. I have a really big, tr- really big hard time trying to meet women. I mean, I go out, and, you know, I'll see a good-looking girl, and that's it. You know, I'll see her. I'm afraid to go talk to her because, you know, I'm afraid of the same thing happening all over again. I well, guess. here's the deal. I, I will settle the mystery for you. If you go up and talk to a good-looking girl, yeah, she will shoot you down. But you go anyway. Because... After you get shot down about 300 times, you actually get one that will have a conversation with you. And that's what you got to do. But if you don't if you don't play, you can't win. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh it's like the lottery. lotto. Yeah. yeah. The godforsaken lottery. Legalized gambling. Telling you not it's poor person's gambling this this godforsaken lottery. Why I hate it? the lottery. Why is it a poor person's game? Because only poor people play you see the people in the line waiting for those lotto tickets, those morons, wearing slippers and a house coat, spending their welfare check on lotto tickets. Another one of those stupid government ideas. Try to make gambling illegal, but they're going to make lottery legal. What kind of stupid message is that? It's yeah. no wonder everyone yeah. says, they say gambling's illegal, and everyone says, ah, screw you. Right. Because right. it's a dumb mixed message. Right. I agree. Oh, you do? Yeah. Amazing. Nate, what do you think? Well, you should probably know that the lottery, most... Some of it goes to educational funds. That's right. Very little of it, apparently, though. Yeah. That's right. And uh, have you seen any lottery money at your school? Nope. All right, then. Be right back. Austin. Freedom Drain. That's right. That's changed, too. Freedom fries, freedom doors, freedom drains. Speaking of freedom, blinds galore, these guys. These guys are patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's not mess around. Let's not go to the store, deal with the guy with the weird vest. I'm on my break. Who? <laughs> oh, no, that's not. You yeah, got to get the other guy. You got to get the other guy. The other chick. We'll be back in two hours. Yeah, blinds galore, amazing customer service, design advice. Window experts, and by the way, it's all completely free. They give you samples, and they give you expertise. Mm-hmm. We get all our blinds from Blinds Galore, these guys. No problems. 
You measure it out, send it in, design it, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it online for 15 years. They know their stuff. They've worked out the bugs. They give amazing deals. They guarantee if you don't like what you order for any reason, they'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. They will take care of you. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. That's why they're called Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. That is BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Hey there, this is Florence Henderson. Remember me? Well, you're listening to Love Line with that gorgeous Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. <laughs> yes, I guess uh, Florence must have hit menopause, right, as she was saying my name. 1 800 L O V E 191 Fax number 310 Remember, kitties, next week, Thomas Calabro. You know him as Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place. Also, Slayer and Imperial Drag. And uh, hold on one second. Hey, Drew! We're doing a goddamn radio show! For Christ's sake, Drew! What do you think? What? What do you, you? Are you getting paid? If you're not getting paid, that's fine. <sighs> okay, Drew's back in the studio. We're ready to carry on. Drew, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, fantastic. Daniel, 18, you're on Loveline. Hello. Um, you guys already answered one of my questions, but I have another question now. Um, I answered an ad in a paper to be a house person, um, cleaning a house person, and watch the house for this person while he's gone. And it happened that he um, is the inventor of the Orbitron space simulator. Okay. And um, while I was down there, I went down there for like an interview, and uh, he expressed interest in me. Okay. And I'm already gay, but I didn't want to sleep with him at all. You didn't want to get any gayer? Well, he's ugly and fat and gross. <laughs> and, you know, I really didn't want to do that at all because I'm not, that's not me. You're saying husky guys don't need love? Well, he's old. If anything, I want to be dominated. Stop. <laughs> yes, true. Finally. Stop. No, but he's a, like a Chester the Molester, and... I'm 18, and I look like I'm 14. Right. And um, he was totally, like, into me. And, you know, he's, like, feeling on me, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I spent the night at his house, and he lives in this beautiful mansion, and I wanted to stay. I wanted, <clears throat> you know, I wanted uh, to work for him. Daniel, Daniel, uh-huh. manic Daniel, yeah. slow down for one second. Uh-huh. You uh, glossed over the part about you spending the night at his house after he was feeling you up oh. in the doorway. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't think anything was going to go on. I thought he wanted me to come down to his house. And see how we got along. I got along with his staff and whatever. Oh, I'm sure you got along with his staff no, just no, no, fine. No, 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 no. His staff oh. was, is really nice and everything, but he's the, like the gross one. <laughs> and they don't know about him. So, I was talking about thy rod and thy staff. <laughs> Not thy helper and thy staff. You know what I'm saying? Well, I wanted the job, and um, I thought that we, you know, he would get over the attraction and everything. Oh. And he told me that he, uh, that he wasn't going to hire me on unless I had sex with him. Right. And this is like, you know, this famous guy, and I, you know, feel really stupid. And, you know, I... You didn't I, do it, did you? No. Good. And the thing was, was that I was going to move into his... I'm from the streets, you know. I, was, uh. I came out of Children of the Night, and I came home, you know. I was mm. all messed up, and I thought this was going to be... This like, guy... Is an asshole. Well, he is an asshole. But, hey, that was Drew in real time. Yes. You know, but now I feel bad because I could have had like everything. I know. It must know, be and, very tough for you. you know, but just, that would that would only perpetuate the cycle of abuse that you've been through in your life, right? Mm-hmm. 
You've been abused before. No. Never. My, well, my mother, I was, I was abused by my mother. All right. You've never been abused before. Let me put this disclaimer out. Uh, when Drew says, uh, have you ever been abused before? Mm-hmm. And you were abused by your mom mm-hmm. or your dad mm-hmm. or a guy dressed in a Santa Claus outfit or an aunt, uncle, niece, gym coach, foreman. Doesn't matter. If you're abused by any of the above or anybody else, as long as the word abuse works in, then you would answer... Yes. Okay. 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 Well, and this and this just feeds into that cycle of abuse. This asshole well, he can sense me. out that you're a good victim for him, and he's he's going after you. Well, see, I was I stayed strong, and I you know I I didn't let him you know go far, and I told and he knows like a lot of big people in the, in the world in the industry, and I thought that it would be cool that I would get like some notice oh, and geez. some stuff. And I'm just really upset now because I don't know what to do. I mean, now I have nothing, and I could have had something if I would have played Pretty Woman. And I and he totally blew me off when I told him that I wasn't going to do it. And then I called him back like two weeks later, and I told him that I was going to do Daniel, it. Daniel, listen. If I uh, married Charles Nelson Riley, I'd be driving a Bentley right now. You understand? Yeah. What if? Oh, what? actually... Uh, anyway, no, no, forget. I'm not going to call <laughs> you, him. You would have made a nice couple. No, he had his chance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just feel stupid now. Right. I don't know if what I did was really the right thing. To it do. was the right thing. You you are you are on the road to recovery, Daniel. Okay. Believe me. Okay. It was the right thing. Okay. Trust in that. All right. When you look back on your life, you will look at this as probably a turning point. Right. Yeah. Because when you were 16, you would have been over there in some kind of big kind of oh, yeah. blow fest. Totally. And it's like totally. I changed. And I totally. All right. This is a step. And this is why it's a little confusing because you never emotionally, you don't cross over a border like you're going into a co- another country and, and in a different time zone. Right, right. No, it's it's shades. Right. It, it's it's black. It's white, and a lot of gray right. in between. Right. You are crossing over into the light, Daniel. Yeah. But it's not noon. It's it's dawn. And, and here's what you need to Wait hear. Wait a minute, Drew. That was beautiful. It was man. beautiful, poetic. I'm I'm impressed <laughs> and and proud that of you. Lovely. However, uh, what you need to hear from us also is that. That road, the one which you turned away from, would have been not just disastrous emotionally, but he would have continued to abuse you. You would have not gotten things that you wanted, that you believe you might have gotten, and you would have been cast out and tossed off like a you know a piece of well, God knows what as he goes on to his next affair. And let me tell you, once he gets you nude in the Gravitron, all bets are off, right, Drew? Mm. <laughs> Gina, 30, you're on Loveline. Well, I disagree with you when you were talking about the 20-year-old that was kind of attractive to a 31-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 30, and my husband's 21. We've been married for two years, and we have a good relationship. All right. All right. So I think that you should have told him to try to at least see what it's like. My husband's brought me a lot of joy, but he's also taught me a lot of things, and I've taught him a lot of things in the, the three years we've been together. Like how to use the potty? Oh, no. He's a very very intelligent person he works he's got a very good job he takes care of me i have children he takes care of my children and he's he's very intelligent all right gina (laughs) all right i'm done making fun of you here's what i'm going to say okay you have to understand love line is is much like uh when you go to uh, vegas to play a little 21 (laughs) now now hear me out drew and i are sitting at the table the dealer's showing a three we, we both have 19. 
Do we hit? No, we don't hit. Why? We're playing the odds. Now, once in a while, the dealer turns over a face card, then throws an 8 down, 21, and we lose. But we have to play the odds. And odds are, odds are... If you don't take that chance, if you don't take that chance and go for it, you'll never know. So you're saying hit on 19. You never know. You never know. You're going to bust nine times out of ten. And because we don't... There's that one time that you're not. All right, but we're giving advice here, Gina. We can't interview him at length. We can't interview her at length. We haven't even spoken to her. We're just playing the odds. But but still, he still should be able to go for it. If If he's interested and he's attractive to her and stuff, and he has those kind of feelings and stuff, you know what? If they're friends already... He can just tell her, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in you romantically or they whatever. Aren't, they aren't friends. He, he you was, know? He was, it was somebody he, he, was a, he was embarrassed to even go up and talk to. I'm going no, on with yeah. But you friends. know, I was embarrassed to go up and talk to the, the man that I'm married to, too. I was out of a divorce oh, and everything. I was married uh, to a man older than me, mm. and he was so far into drugs and, and so messed up. And then this guy comes along, and he's got it all wrapped up. He, he knows what he wants out of life. And, I mean, my children are, like, they're responsible, respectful people. The, t- the three years that he's been with me, they're respectable people now. They have manners. They're yes ma'am, no ma'am and stuff. They have someone that cares about them. I have someone that cares about me. And if I went to take the chance, who knows where I'd be right now. And what he it- might be 21, but, hey, the age don't matter. Age doesn't, I mean, okay, I know you think it's a, there's a stretch there. But he is a really good guy, and if I never would have took the chance, if I would have thought, okay, I'm just going to stand on my 19 here, and I'm not going to take the chance, I never would have, have had the love that I have right now. Gina. Yeah. I uh, just went out and had my car Simonize <laughs> during that speech years. Listen, you have a boy and a girl? I have two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. All right. The boys turn out to be serial killers. The girl goes lesbian. That is my prediction. <laughs> well, I think your prediction sucks, and I think the guy should go for it. All right, Gina. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the gambling analogy. The guy was on a losing streak, and we wanted him to cut his losses, didn't we, Drew? And don't nod. This is yes, radio. Yeah. Okay, I mean, thank you. All right. Get, all right. It's for cocky. If, if, if you can't, if you can't, if you're so narcissistic that you can't see past your own experience, you got a problem. And, let me, and your kids will turn out to be Let me make this killer. observation. You get the feeling that Gina was sort of doing just a little too much work on this guy's <laughs> behalf. Like maybe she just felt like there was some part of her that wasn't so secure with this age difference in this marriage. She was selling it a little too hard. Anytime someone sells too hard, I don't trust them. Yeah, okay, again with the nodding, Drew. Yeah, it's it's talk more complicated than that, though. Yeah, okay. Beverly, 30. Hi. Hey. How are you folks doing tonight? We're tired, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. I have a question, uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just wondering. Okay, um, I'm a married woman. I have two children. My husband, he's 42, and I'm 30. And also I have, like... Um, I see some people on the side. Uh, I'm also she kinda, she, kinda, she kinda just tossed that past, didn't she? Just Pardon me? Rushed past that one. Well, it's probably only a couple of people. <laughs> what do you mean you see people on the side? Well, I was wondering, am I like craving attention? I you know what, Adam? Why don't we go to the commercials and we'll deal with Beverly's issues when we get back? Beverly? Yes. 
Can you deal with that? Sure. All right. Can you uh, refrain from having uh, sex with a stranger for the uh, five minutes you're on hold? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm alone. <laughs> okay, see, see what you can do. Love Line will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Hey, everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. They don't. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one of those documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams. Turn on your webcams to see each other's face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE, meeting is believing. Love line, and um, let's get back to Beverly. Pot that stuff down, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Beverly, 30, you're on Love Line. I'm back. Yeah, you're back. Okay, so uh, you're married and you're screwing around a lot. What's your marriage like? Um, well, we've got a pretty steady marriage. Um, he's uh, pretty dependable. I have two children. You know, he watches the kids. I we work two different shifts. You have two kids. You have a stable marriage, and yet you're doing all kinds of stuff on the side. Is that right? Pardon me. You have two kids and a stable marriage, yet you're doing all kinds of stuff on the side. Is that mm-hmm. correct? I'm just wondering, am I, like, craving attention or, or like, I mean, a... You can crave attention lots of ways without having sex with people. Let's chronicle the uh, activities for just one moment. How many guys have you uh, had since your marriage, beside your husband? Since I've been married? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm counting here. Hold if if you got to take your <laughs> shoes off, that's a bad sign. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> um... I say about a dozen. Okay. You really could have said that 10 minutes ago, by the way. And by, well, the way by the way, you had to take your shoes off to count that. Well, I don't keep count like some people do. Okay, about a dozen. And how many women would you say you've been with? Mm, about three. He knows about the women. <laughs> Strangely, guys are very forgiving about that sort of activity. <laughs> and what about him? Is he up to no good? No, he's, he's very loyal. All right, so he's a good liar. Have you right. always been this way your whole life? Uh... Promiscuous? No, not really. Just uh, lately in this, uh, the past few years, since I was, got a little taste of it while I was in the service. Uh-huh. What branch were you in? Air Force. Uh-huh. And so you're calling because you feel it's a problem and you'd like to change. Uh, well, I'm just wondering, is it like an, a, a cry? I'm crying out for it, attention? It, it, or? It's, it's more of an inability to have real intimacy and a continued attempt at replacing it with something else. I think it's insecurity. It, but it's whatever you want to 
put that into? You know, you were called security, lack of self-worth, other things. So like, like I that had a con- problem with my mother and father type or, thing? or Probably. Somebody didn't happened. pay enough attention to you or along the way. Something happened to you along the way, and, uh-huh. then, and now you, you have trouble achieving. Because I go out karaoke and, like, every, you know, Thursday Cro- night. And- oh, yes. Croaking? Karaoke. Yeah. What's your song? Oh, I do a little bit of everything. I do a little Lannis Morissette. Mm-hmm. I do a little uh, Whitney Houston. Oh, they labeled me Dr. Beverly. Because mine was uh, Lady Willpower by uh, Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Oh, Lady Willpower, it's now or never. Give your love to me. And <clears throat> Hot song, huh? But, um... I have a lot of fun doing that. I meet a lot of people, and, uh, anyways. And you have a lot of sex. That, too, and, uh. All right, Beverly, listen. Mm-hmm? It's wrong, okay? You're making up for something. You understand? Okay. You know it, or you wouldn't call in. Everybody who calls in with a problem and says, I don't know it's a problem, I want to know if it's a problem, you dial the phone. You know it's a problem. At least your finger knows it's a problem. The one that dialed the phone. So, some part of you knows. Listen to that part. And we'll be back in 10. This is Loveline on Radio Station. On your mind, a woman wears a certain look when she is on the move. Thank you. Thank you, and good night. Paige. Yeah, just a little safety tip. Do not do any of the uh, Gary Puckett songs on the uh, karaoke night. They're, they're tough you know, to pull Beverly, we didn't even, nor do we even mention the fact that she may be potentially exposing her husband to sexually transmitted diseases. She's got two kids. I mean, just it's uh. a nightmarish situation. Way more going on that we're going to get to in two minutes on the radio. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Remember, next week, Thomas Calabro. You know him as Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place. Also, the band Slayer and Imperial Dragon next week. So, big week next week. Tonight, we have sort of a guest. He's my personal guest. He's Nate. My Catholic uh, little brother, the boy who's, um, whose mind I've been molding, whose personality oh, I've been shaping Nate, for the I'm, last I'm so sorry. four years. Uh, thank you. Don't say I, I'm anxious to hear what they're teaching in the high schools in terms of the, the health studies and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about that during dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what, what, I mean, yeah, because it's been a while for us. Are they, are they te- teaching about condoms and all that? No, actually, strangely enough, we just did that today. Contraceptives. Oh, really? Did, did the teacher actually... Put a condom on a cucumber or something like that? Actually, she put it on her fingers, and she also brought in a huge box of all the different kinds. Uh-huh. And do they give them out at your school? Uh, not yet. The, the board is talking about it. Uh-huh. They figure, wait, let a few more uh, teenagers get knocked up and maybe a few more cases of AIDS spread around before we make any final calls on this one. Right. That's just good thinking. That's sound thinking is what that is, Drew. They That's think- good, pragmatic, sensible uh, thinking. Uh, Mike, you better put the music on. I, I think something's no, coming. No, no, no. I'm, I'm too tired for that crap. Uh, I'm out of wind tonight. Gosh. It just makes good sense, though, doesn't it, Drew? It doesn't make good sense. Let's give it another are. 25 years. Yeah. What the hell are they thinking about? They're thinking that talking uh, about sex to kids makes them have sex, and that's just right. The they think by not ha- by not putting them there that we're not going to do anything. Nate, right. I've been talking to you about sex for four years now. Right. And it hasn't forced you to go out and get some, has it? Nah. No. Not you, anyway. (laughs) 
Yeah, just don't think of me, please, because I think I could get arrested for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I hope the Catholic Big Brother community doesn't call and want to tape of the show tonight. Paige, 17, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have kind of a problem. Um, last Sunday I found out that I was pregnant. I'm about six weeks pregnant. Oh, thank God they didn't give those condoms out at school. <laughs> oh, imagine if they had. Imagine the pickle you'd be in now. <laughs> but my problem is when I got back from the doctor, I decided to tell my best friend about it, and... She told me that she was pregnant, too. And I thought, well, this is great because now I'm not going to be going through it alone. But then she kind of broke down and told me that she's 99.9% sure that's by my boyfriend mm. that she's pregnant by. Uh-huh. How old is this guy? 18. Uh, Nate? No, you're 17. Okay. And I don't know not whether me. I should drop both of them or else if Good I should boy. still stay friends with her. But I don't know because she told her boyfriend that she's been going out with for eight months. All right. Is she uh-huh. sure she's pregnant? Yeah. And she's... She's nine weeks. And she's pretty sure it was your man. Mm-hmm. How overwhelming. That's and your man... Tough. All right. First off, your man should uh, have his penis uh, put on a stump <laughs> and have it chopped off. There's enough of this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think the chances are that this guy may take care of both these kids in any yeah, kind of right, way? Right, Zero. Right. Who's going to take care of these kids, Drew? And who's going to pay the price for this is Paige and Paige's well, parents and Paige's family. <laughs> And you and I, the taxpayer. Right. She told her boyfriend that about it, and he said that, you know, he's mad about it and everything, but he wants to take care of the kid. Well, everyone wants to take care of it. It's just, uh, I mean, all right, I'm not cursing. I, let's not put a pre-curse on him. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll come through. He sounds like a bastard, but maybe he'll come through. Are you going to keep your child? Yes, I am. All right. Very sensible. Well, good luck. I mean, what can we say? I mean, I... He doesn't, doesn't sound like this is the guy you necessarily want to be uh, married to or that you would necessarily want to raise a child with, but maybe he'll come through. Maybe he'll change in some way as a result of this. Uh, I, I always prefer that the biological parents be involved if it's at all possible. But uh, this guy, if he's misbehaving, if he's not responsible, it's better that he not be involved. Paige, mm-hmm. how long did you say you went out with him? I've been out with him for it's gonna be a year and a half on June second. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. And you, are you guys still boyfriend and girlfriend at this point? Well, I kind of cursed at him a little bit, and I haven't talked to him uh-huh. because of your your friends thing. Yeah, uh-huh. they hey. don't deny it. They told me about it finally after this has happened to me, and he told me that you know, oh, so sorry, blah blah blah. But how far along are you? Six weeks. Okay, so he got to her three weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. How quaint. All right, so, Paige, mm-hmm. you uh, decide to keep the child. You have your work cut out for you, but it doesn't mean yeah, it doesn't luck. mean you can't be successful. And it's, uh, you know, we had Suzanne Summers in here uh, six months ago, and she was, like, pregnant when she was uh, eight or something like that. And <laughs> her kid's actually older than she is now. But the point is, is she's doing great, and he's doing great, and everyone's happy. And she's, you know, selling them Budmasters like hotcakes, and it, it can be done. It's just It just takes a little extra work. But do you think that I should keep my best friend as a best friend or... I don't. I mean, I don't. sounds like you could do a little better, quite frankly. Right, I agree. And the guy, and the guy may be in a relationship with you for the rest of your life just by virtue of the child. Mm-hmm. So, good luck, Paige. It's tough. All right. Thank you. All right. Huh? Wow, well, quite a coincidence. We were just talking to Nate. They're having the discussions about whether to get the condoms out there. Hmm. Maybe we should send a copy of this to the board. <laughs> 
I wonder what would the uh, I just wonder wh- how long can you talk about this and what is your argument and don't tell me there's a separation between church and state in this country because who's the one who's in there making the arguments is it the atheists absolutely not it's the religious zealots. Not necessarily. Absolutely. No, no. Oh, Drew, you are so full of crap. No, Come on. I don't think so. There are, what, you, what planet are you uh, from? There are a lot of people that suggest that, that are really against talking to kids about sex and giving that's, them access to contraception. That's the Bible thumpers. No. Oh, no. absolutely. You find me an atheist. Here's what an atheist wants to do. Whatever works mathematically. Whatever makes sense. Whatever the numbers are. If five million women get pregnant without condoms and five million and one women get pregnant with condoms, then they'll go without. Whatever it is. Whatever the numbers are. That's all I want. That's all government can do. That's all you can do is go with the numbers. I knew this was coming. You cannot let your personal ideology come in. You cannot let your book, your Torah, your Bible, your Quran. You cannot factor any of this crap in. Social mores, out the window. Whatever okay. makes sense. Mathematically, that's it. You give people condoms, if it, if it saves one more kid from not coming onto this earth, then you give them condoms. If you give people clean syringes and it stops one more case of AIDS from being spread, then you give them clean syringes. And that's it. That's all you do as a government. That's what the board talks about. Numbers. That's it. Let me tell you where your argument breaks down a little bit. Just for instance. All right. There's some social institution. It's wrong. But if you try to get rid of it, it's going to create great uprising. Millions of people will die. And if you give it a few right, decades like, or a few hundred years, right. it'll probably kind I'll of give burn you an itself example. out. If they, try okay? take, if they try to take the Spice Channel off, for instance. Right. I go on a rampage. All right. but you, it's you a crystal knock over, you, here, you, over you, to look alike. Do you hear what I'm saying, though? Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point, at some time... Lighting off M80s under the car. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you hearing me? What? Uh, no, no, go ahead. I got, I got on no. the Spice Channel, but uh, go ahead. We're listening. What did I say? The, 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 imagine a social institution, which is wrong. What do you mean a social just, institution? Just some, something. Name, a, give us an example. Just, just. I'm not going to name it. You just think of something that society does that is wrong. It's something. That, there's inequality of some time in society. It's wrong. But to get rid of it would create huge uprising. There'd be millions of people killed, and it's something that would sort of burn out of the society anyway over many, many decades, given the right circumstances. Uh, yeah. Well, what, what, what should governments do? Uh, you see, you have to give me an example okay. because otherwise American, I don't know what you're talking about. The American Civil War is what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. That they, they looked at it and said, oh, my God, if we try to get rid of slavery, millions of people will die. We need to get rid of it. And it'll, it'll go away eventually. We'll create circumstances that make it go away. But it's wrong. So we have to do something about it. You're saying blacks can't wear condoms? Oh, no. <laughs> Forget <laughs> What's it. What's he talking about? Let's go back to the cause. All right. <laughs> Kristen, 14, you're on Loveline. Hey. Um... I don't know. I got sort of a problem here. Um, there's this guy I'm going with. Well, I'm not really going with him. He sort of thinks I'm going with him. I don't know. He kind of acts like a bitch, but, well, he sort of wants to change me, and I kind of don't like that. I think that's kind of tore back, you know? Yeah. Kristen. Huh? I, I missed it. Where'd you go to finishing school? What? Okay. Go ahead. Oh, um, I don't know. He thinks I'm going out with him, but, you know, I don't claim him or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, the only reason why I go over his house is really to eat up all his food and smoke his cigarettes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't... Wait, uh, Kristen, huh? what do you want from us? I feel kind of nervous to, like, tell him that I, I just sort of want to be his friend and stuff, you know? Why don't you just get away from this guy? 
Yeah. Just huh. stay away, okay? Does, does not sound like a, a relationship that is worth staying with. You go over there to eat his food. That is why you go over there. And smoke his cigarettes. <laughs> smoke his cigarettes. Not a good reason to sustain a relationship, okay? Don't do it. In fact, if, if I see I what's mean, written up like here. he's not like violent or... How old is he? He's like 21. And he's a criminal? Mm, well, he he got arrested. You know, he was in YA for... Right. For nine years, because Kristen, he I don't know what I, I don't know what you're trying to get away from at home, but it, it can't be as bad as what wait, you're wait, climbing what's, into. What's why a young a holes? <laughs> it's um, it's youth authority. All right, Kristen, I'm going on a gut feeling here. I think uh, I think you're you're heading for. Uh, for I mean, I want to get rid of him. I just feel nervous about doing it. You know. So you're afraid he's going to come after you? No, I just feel nervous. Like, just I don't want to, like, make him cry or anything, you know, because he's such a sissy. <laughs> wow. Kristen. Kristen. What? You have a lot of anger in your voice. Anyone ever tell you that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Relax a little, Kristen. world's not out to get you. You know what I'm saying? Chill out a little bit. You want to have a good life, don't you? Oh, yeah. You do, right? You don't want to walk around with that big chip on your shoulder everywhere, do you? No. No, because people see that and they recoil. They don't want to hire you. They don't want to date you. They don't want to let you into the club. They don't want to let you into the restaurant. Relax a little bit, Kristen. You don't like this guy? Fine. Don't go over there. But don't walk around with that chip on your shoulder. Because not everyone uh, sees through it to the loving side of Kristen as easily as I do. They will uh, discriminate against you because you come on a little bit strong. Yeah. Now, underneath it all, maybe you're a pussycat, but you come on like a puma, and you scare the crap out of everyone. <laughs> so just relax a little, all right? Okay. All right. Hey. Hey. Um, I have a question. Somebody told me that Steve Jones was on your show, was he? Yeah, I think we had him. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, one, one of the monkeys, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Sex Pistols. Right. Yeah, we had him on. He sat right there, in fact. That's right. Sniff the seat. This just smells like Steve. I'd rather not. All right. Like yeah, I could get a lawsuit against me, actually. Yeah. I think I signed something with the uh, Catholic Big Brother organization that says I wouldn't force you to sniff old rock and roller seats. <laughs> Kelly. Yeah? You're 15? Mm-hmm. Yes? And um, I have this, like, big problem. I was, like, at a party, and it was, like, the first party my mom let me go to because she was, like, really overprotective. And I got kind of loaded, and... um. I kind of had sex with this guy. Oh, my God. First party you ever went to? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is your Adam's theory. You don't, you don't kind of have sex with somebody. <laughs> well, well, not You either kinda, do or you but don't. But I did. All right. Nate, he's a young sage. He's, he's, he's Socrates over there. I've trained the boy well. Yeah, you have. Yes. <laughs> All right. Settle down, Nate. But, um, I, and I just found out that um, I'm pregnant, and he moved out to Tennessee with his parents. <sighs> and um, my mom doesn't know, but I don't know how to tell her. How long ago did you have this encounter? Um, it was like a month ago. And how did you find out you were pregnant? How long ago? A month. Yeah. A month. All right. How did you find out you were pregnant? Um, I just started feeling really sick, and I decided maybe I, I might have gotten, like, pregnant or whatever. So I, I used one of those tests, like, three times, though. Over the Got, counter. Like, three of them. Yeah. And they all came out positive. All right. So you're pregnant. Uh, do you want to keep the child? I don't know. All right. My vote, abortion. Uh-huh. My, my vote, tell your parents and get the support you need to make a decision about what it is you're going to do here. Uh-huh. Okay. You live in a time when you have many options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't sound like something you're going to want to go or be able, really capable of doing on your own. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, oh, what, a, what a conflict for her, though. I mean, these parents are terribly overprotective. Uh, she has the loaded spring theory acted out. Remember, Adam? 
Oh, wait. yes. Hello? Yes. What, Drew, what do you want me to do? Interrupt you every five seconds? Go ahead. <laughs> the, the spring, your spring theory. Let me tell you something. When Drew's got nothing to say, he picks on me. It's true. Wish I had that luxury. Kelly. Yeah. We, we feel for you. We really do. And and here's here's my suggestion. Yeah. Please learn from this experience. Okay. Be honest with your folks. They sound like they love you enough to look after you in the first place. They're going to be pissed as hell, but then eventually they'll forgive you because they love you. Uh-huh. Mm. And it will work out. It's yeah. You're not going to look back and laugh on it, but you'll look back and shake your head one day. Yeah. Well, the problem is, it's like I'm a 4.0 student in school, and my mom is just, she, she thinks I'm like this angelic child or whatever. And she, she I had to beg her to go to this party, and I, I just don't understand how she's going to take it. My parents are divorced and all, so. Mm. All right. My well, dad's not the very nicest person in the world in the first place. What did he do to you? Nothing really. It's just like he's he's kind of not open to us, me and my brother. Right. Just not available emotionally. Yeah. And that's what that's what leads to people doing this kind of thing sometimes. Yeah, and my parents are like in a financial problem as it is, so oh, I don't want to I don't know how to add to their problems. Oh, all right, right. Kelly. Oh. Talk, yeah. I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. But but do but or, you know if 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 you can't bring yourself to tell your parents, get to a social agency, get to Planned Parenthood. And uh, get some counseling on how you're going to handle it. All this. right. Now, Drew, you were uh, chomping at the bit for my uh, coiled spring analogy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, parents. Listen up, parents. And, you know, we have a, a large number of teenagers listening to this show and young adults. But uh, it wouldn't hurt for some parents to listen to once in a while so you know what to expect or uh-huh. you know what you're getting. You take a kid and you try to pack him down with your steel shank boot. And he is like a big coil, a big spring, like one of those Roadrunner cartoons. You can push him down and you can keep him down for a while. As long as you're standing on top of him, that coil will stay down, believe me. But the second you get up and leave, that thing is coming up at 200 miles an hour. And you know where it's going? Right in your ass. That's right. Keister. You're going to keister that spring. That's why it's important to treat your kid like a... um, Accordion, <laughs> like a squeeze box. You bring them in a little, you let them out a little. <sighs> a little in, a little out. A little in, a little out. You understand? A little give, a little take. A little yin, a little yang. A little country, a little rock and roll. A little Donnie Maria reference there. Camille, 20, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? I'm punchy. You guys are great. I'm calling to get a little bit of educated feedback. Yeah. Um, well, um, I have a boyfriend. We've been going out for about four years. We have sex. We use condoms. Um, except that I've missed two periods. The last two months, I've missed my periods. I've gone to see my family doctor, mm-hmm. and he keeps insisting that I take pregnancy tests. I know that... Periods are most of the time good, but there might be a chance that it might not work that one time. What? I don't feel pregnant. I'm not having any pregnancy. You, you meant condoms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Did Condom. I say that? No. Yeah. No, but go ahead. Um, you know, I'm not feeling pregnant. But you got to understand. I don't know what pregnant feels like. Right. And so. for some women, it doesn't feel like anything, at least, um, at least at the beginning. I'll tell you, you don't know pain until you've been pregnant, Camille. But... I haven't had a period for two months. I, know well, listen, I told you, Nate, but I've taken <laughs> your mind. Uh, pregnancy uh, tests. 
That's just, understand, Cam- Camille, the, the reason for the repeated pregnancy test is that, of course, the most common reason for a missed period would be pregnancy. But women commonly miss periods. There's all kinds of reasons that that can happen. This is the first time in your life this has ever happened? Oh, my periods are on the dot. Th- that's relatively unusual. Most people I have periods. I can always name, you know, the date that I'm going to have my period. That's relatively unusual. I mean, some women are that way, but a lot of women miss for months and they'll get back again. It's, there's lots of different Stress. reasons why that can happen. Stress can make it happen. Weight loss. Weight loss. I'm very impressed, Adam. What else? Okay, well. Uh, Lakers uh, get knocked out of the playoffs? Camille, what? <laughs> That'd be stress, I think. Um, the three things that I'm kind of guessing might be one of the causes, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm asking right. and calling to ask about, Go ahead. is um, January of this year, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. You're on meds. And, and meds commonly do that. I'm taking Depakote. That, 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 is what, that is what is doing it. That was going to be my next suggestion, the Depakote. Is it it? Absol- oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, okay. e- it's an easy call. Yeah. Not, no, you, wait, 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 wait. Let me talk to you real quick. Wait, before, well, who are you talking off. to? Camille. Camille? Uh-huh. What else besides Depakote are you on? Lithium also. Okay. And these things will do that. That's what's doing it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I had to bring her back so you could say these things will do that? She could hear you. I mean, she, she, should, she should be checked, though, because there are sometimes reasons to induce a period, and sometimes this can be caused from an estrogen deficiency, and sometimes this can be caused from other endocrine problems. Lithium is very commonly a cause of thyroid dysfunction and and hyperthyroid, hyperparathyroid problems. So you definitely, definitely need to have an endocrinologic evaluation by an internist or an endocrinologist, okay? I've been feeling uh, a little bit light with the, uh, what was that hormone? Estrogen. Oh, yeah. Where can I find that in my diet? The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-1191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. Why are razors so damn expensive? Well, perhaps it's those billion-dollar shave companies that overload the razors with ridiculous tech you don't even need. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle, back scratcher, laser pointer? I know I do not. Now, that's why I switched to DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com sends quality razors and other cool bathroom stuff right to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. It couldn't be any easier. DollarShaveClub.com does not waste their money on ridiculous tech gimmicks. That's one of the ways they can charge a fraction of what big shave companies charge. And you know what? If you try it, you may even think that DollarShaveClub.com blades are actually better. Signing up is easy as well. Go to DollarShaveClub.com, pick a razor plan. They have three to choose from. Then every month, just like clockwork, you will get a package in the mail with Dollar Shave Club blades. They've got other great stuff as well. Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter, One Wipe Charlie's, the Peppermint Infused Butt Wipes for Men, Thanks to DollarShaveClub.com, you will never forget to buy blades, and you will never get nicked up from squeezing one too many shaves out of that last lousy blade. So join me and everyone at Classic Loveline and the hundreds of thousands of guys who upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. Join at DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. That is DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Drew, D-R-E-W. Number for Loveline, 1 800 L O V E 191, 1 800 568 3191. Fax number 310 854 4455. Faxes like this one, my colleague Dr. Drew is about to read. This one is from Chad in Arizona. He said, I called your show back in January and was using speed and drinking a lot. I was also a college student. 
You guys suggested that I seek help. Three days later, I took your advice. My parents placed me in a drug rehab in Arizona, stayed there for 12 weeks, and have been sober since January 23rd. I tell you honestly that each day has not been easy, but without your advice, I would not be clean and sober. I started summer school at the University of Arizona last Monday. My life now has ordered. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Dr. Drew and Adam. If you think you guys don't make a difference, you're wrong. You do. Nice. Hey, that's a keeper, isn't it, Drew? First. Also. I'll throw that out. <laughs> what are you going to do with it, Drew? You have no file for such things. That's true. That's nice. What's his name? Chad. Chad. Thank you, Chad. And, uh, much luck. Sally, you're 29. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months ago, you were doing this heterosexual test for women. Yeah, whatever happened to those tests? I ran out of steam. Drew. Whatever happened to those? You had, you had 50 of them you were going to do for us. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened to those tests. Oh. <laughs> All right, s- slow down there, Sally from the Valley. I was, uh, we were doing an air check tape in um, Weatherly's office. Oh, you, he, and he, he, like he heard it, and he said it was like an hour too long. And <laughs> he said to me, we had the, uh, the uh, cast of uh, Mad TV in at the time. And they were laughing. And he said, what's, what's the deal with all those people laughing? And I was like, um, uh, they, were, they were laughing. Well, sounds like it's all, like, contrived and everything. And I was like, um, well, they're just laughing. Well, it didn't sound good. <laughs> like, all right. Get rid of it. Next time I'll, I'll chew, them, chew them a new a-hole if they start chuckling during the middle of a comedy bit. But uh, so anyway, he didn't like it that much. He said it was like an hour too long. And I felt like, uh, all right, well. Screw it. Right. All, right. all right. So there you go. Okay. Well, thanks no, for... Another good idea falls by the wayside. Sally? Yes? What's your question? Okay. You had a... Que- you had a, One of the, your question was, questions was dealing with women having any knowledge about cars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if you had knowledge of cars, you said that you weren't. This was the lesbian aptitude test. Right. right. No, you are a lesbian. No, 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 no. You, wait a minute. Now, women find out little bits and pieces about cars just to impress a guy, knock him over, and take him. Really? Well, yes. Why do you test her knowledge? Sally? Yes? Let me ask you something about cars. You know bits and pieces? Bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell me which car would uh, utilize a torque converter. Would it be a automatic or a standard shift car? Well, I don't know. See, uh, the, the uh, last car I've done was the 66 Mustang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was an automatic? Uh-huh. That had a torque converter. Okay. Torque converter is basically what the clutch is to a stick shift car. Okay. Well, You want to try another one? Well, I'll give him the horsepower. I'll give him the... Uh, All right. So give- you're saying that works for you? Yeah. Let me tell you it would work better. A little lip gloss and a tube top. <laughs> yeah, right. Believe me. No guy wants to go out with freaking MacGyver. I-, I could care less whether the chick's been under a car or not. She looks good. She sounds good. <laughs> Look at Drew over there. Drew, let me tell you what happened I'm to Drew. To he slept for an hour and a half last night. Ugh. We had to do this uh, godforsaken photo shoot for, uh, eight the, hours. for the TV show tonight, which was eight hours. So basically it went like this. Drew and I got home at you know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock last night. And then I woke up at 5 and did the morning show. And then I woke up at 6 and went to work. Right. And then we both went in and did this eight-hour photo shoot and uh, for the TV show. And then we came... Straight here. So we're both just punchy as hell. But, Drew, you got a call picked up there? Yeah. Yeah, well, let me just finish that thought, by the way. It's not important that you know a lot about cars, ladies, unless it's for your own car. 
But a guy doesn't. No, I've never met a guy that said she was really hot. She had really big cans. She's really sporty, man. But she was a little light on her knowledge under the hood, you know. So I had to cut her loose. Man does not care about that. It's a man's uh, job to people, know about the car. People can be interested in the the broader people make them their their areas of interest. The more interesting they are to other people. Yeah, right. Mason, twenty. Who? You. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I wonder if that's his real name. <laughs> hey, y'all got a great show, and I, and, I, and I and I thought last night, man, I laughed my ass off. You were mate, the mate, fruit mate. salad. Um, <laughs> my situation is, um, I haven't been in a relationship for about three years now. And that's mainly because the last relationship I was in uh, was really intense, and it took me a long time to recover from it. And uh, basically, when I did get over it, I basically told myself, you know, I've gone this long without one. I might as well just build other traits of myself by myself and continue on with my own goals and everything. That's right, like kung fu, wandering through the um, uh, American landscape. Well, um, recently, my close friends, I have a lot of close friendships with with girls and uh, more girls than guys, but they tell me, you know, they tell me things like, well, if you don't, if you don't have relationships, you know, you're, you're not going to build certain parts of your personality, and it's kind of like one part's going to be immature, and one part's, a lot of parts are going to be real mature, That's and right. you're going to go through life, you know. Yes, I can tell you the BS part of your personality will be vastly underdeveloped if you stay out of relationships. Well, um, basically, I was going to continue on this route of, you know, self-discovery, whatever, I'm on own part for the next three or five years until I was ready to commit myself to somebody. But Mason, let me ask you a quick, honest question. Yeah? Are you on a road to self-discovery, or are you just watching a lot of TV? No, man, I don't watch any TV. I play music. Okay, because you don't sound real self-actualized to me. I understand that, but, but the... the I, I, <laughs> I'm tired. The fact is... People often need to learn what it is to be alone and find out who they are and what their needs are and what they wish to do with their lives and not be in a relationship. And there can be phases of one's development and growth that really are important to go through outside of relationships. That is not from the age of 17 to 21, by the way. Not typically. That is after your third wife dies and you take a little walk on the beach and then you're back banging hookers the next day. Okay? Okay. Well, um, so you're saying I should get out? I'm saying if you've had some relationships, you've had some experiences, you need some time by yourself, take that time he by yourself. He has taken it. He took it. Yeah. He, he, took, he used part of mine and Nate's time, too, didn't he? Yeah. Hogging all the time, this how, Mason. How long was that? I, I missed that. He, three years. He, he, three years. Please, be involved with your own show, Drew. <laughs> Pretend the show's your kids for five minutes, would you? Mason, listen. Yeah. Finding time... For yourself, after a uh, stormy relationship, is totally fine. Okay. Finding three years is BS. So what you think is maybe he's he's frightened uh, uh, away from relationships because of the pain he experienced in that one, and he's just overreacting. Yeah, to he, that. he he is not seeking out the truth. He's yeah. running from right, it. Right. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Mason. Yeah. You made the call to us tonight. You know something's up. Yeah. It's well, time to get back on the horse. Now that you make the call, he waited on hold for 104 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, He's, you could have found yourself in that time. <laughs> Should have used that whole time to find yourself. A quick message to all the Loveline listeners. While on hold, please find yourself. Take it out. <laughs> I would rather find somebody else, I guess. <laughs> all right. That's right. All right. Open yourself up. All right, man. Dare to love again, Mason. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. I really think I'm doing some good tonight, Drew. <laughs> I really think I'm helping. 
Okay. Nate, do you yeah. think I'm helping? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You're coming closer than you usually do. That's true. I'll give him that. You want to ride home or you want to walk? No, it, that's... All right. It's about as close to a compliment as you're going to get. At that. Let me tell you, look at this Nate over here. Nate used to come out to my shows when I was a uh, struggling comedian, you know, oh, doing yeah. the uh, sketch comedy theater over there at the Acme Theater in North Hollywood, little bare bones kind of situation. The man would be up on stage, leaving part of his soul out there, not to mention some sweat and blood. When the show was over, we'd be driving home and say, uh, how'd you uh, like the show tonight, Nate? And he'd go... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you have to give some compliments along the way. Yeah, it was okay. It's not considered a compliment, by the way, Nate. Oh, okay. That's all right. I'll just keep giving till it hurts. Bridget, 16, you're on Loveline. Um, hi, I've got a really, really big problem. Um, I have two boyfriends, and, um, like, I didn't do it on purpose. It's like I was going out with this one guy for, like, a long time, like two years, but it was always on and off. And we were off for, like, a week. And I was seeing this other guy, and he asked me out. And I said, you know, like, why not? And then I started talking to my ex-boyfriend again. And he said, well, you know, it was a mistake. Let's just call it a misunderstanding. And I was like, uh. So, like, I ended up with two boyfriends. And, like, neither one of them know about it. All right. Big problem is is I was going to break up with the one that just asked me out. And I don't like him mm -hmm. that much. I was going to break up with him tomorrow. This and is, he just called this... me, like, well, like, at 9 o'clock. And he's like... Oh, um, you know, I bought tickets to the prom, so you're going with me, to, like, on Saturday. Mm, you poor victim. <laughs> you. You know, I, no, I sympathize, because one time I, I killed this drifter, you know, by mistake, <laughs> of, of course, you know. What happened to asking girls out to the prom? He did. Well, he, no, bought, he bought no, the he ticket first. He called up and said, he hey, you're going. He bought the tickets, and he goes, oh, we're going to prom tomorrow. Brigitte, the longer you delay telling him the truth, the deeper into this you're going to get. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That reminds me of something. Nate, how are you fixed for prom date? You need a uh, date? Um, I decided not to go. You could use one, though, couldn't you? Mm, if nah. you had a suitable escort, would you go? Mm, uh, I'll chip know. in nah. for the bid. Why not? One, uh, they quit selling bids. Uh, like, they what's did? A, what's a yeah. bid? It's a prom bid. It's it's basically what is it, sixty bucks or something? Uh, it's like actually, it's like eighty, I think. Eighty I bucks. Sure you buy it. It's it's really extortion. Uh. Believe me, let's take some of that goddamn lotto money and put it toward the price of the prom. You exactly. School you're, paying system. A, you're paying one hundred and eighty dollars a couple. All right, all right. We're running over time here, but let, let's just say we we got twenty minutes in the show left here. Young Nate, he's he's quite a young man. I'll vouch for him. And maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll even drive you guys to the prom or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is great. This yeah, is radio okay. here. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. If we get a call, phone screener Sherry. Or fax. If we get a call or fax that wants to escort uh, my young ward to the uh, prom, then maybe we can work a little something out. Yeah, right. All right. Except they're as not As long as we're not bits. liable for anything that might happen. No, we're, I'll keep an eye on the kids. All right. All right, Bridget. Yeah. We're putting you on hold. But don't go anywhere. Okay. Because we'll get to this. After this. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, 
And it's a fun way to buy a car, that truecar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Oh, come on, now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. Truecar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. Sold by our True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three step process three Gu- step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Hi, this is, no, this is Billy from uh, Green Day, and you're listening to Love Live. Remember, next week, Thomas Calabro, Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place, also Slayer, also Imperial Drag, all next week on the Fabulous Love Line. This week, it is me, <laughs> it is Drew, and it is my young Catholic uh, little brother, Nate. Who's uh, been sitting here and minding his P's and Q's quite nicely, I might add. Obviously, uh, some of the rear and took, didn't it, Drew? Responding to the beatings you've been giving him. Absolutely. No. (laughs) I mean, absolutely not. All right, now let's see. Where do we leave off? Uh, Who are we talking to? Brigitte. Uh, Brigitte, yes. Brigitte. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. You're still 16. (laughs) And uh, tell us about your prom again. All right, um, I have two boyfriends, and right. um, the one I, that just asked me out, we just don't have a lot in common, and I, I just was, I was going to break up with him on Friday. And he asked you to the prom. Well, he, like, told me we were going to go to the prom, right. and, like, I tried to tell him, it's, like, really short notice. Bridget, Bridget, are you going to go to the prom with him? I, I don't really want to. No. Right, look, are you going to go to the prom with I him? Down to no. No, there's no way. You're going to go with the other guy, right? Well, he, no, the other guy's not a senior. He's not actually. I see, I see, I see. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, you, I, again, the further in you go with this, the more difficult it's going to be for you. I think you've got to come clean with the second guy and get on with your relationship with your boyfriend. Yeah, and don't go to the prom with him because basically you're saying, um, I like you and I would like to continue our dating if you accept his bid to the prom. And it's going to make your boyfriend awfully angry, wouldn't you think? Well, should I tell him? Should I tell the like my boyfriend? <laughs> should I tell my boyfriend from like that I've had for like a long time that... I was, like, seeing another guy, and I don't know if I... Is that important? I don't know that that's important. I mean, you guys were broken up. You did well, sort of. She was two-timing him. Bridget, yeah. listen. Here's the deal. Are you, are you going to do it again? No. You promise? I promise. <laughs> All right, don't go to the prom with this guy. Right. Don't say anything to your boyfriend, because it will only ruin his sleep. <laughs> and don't do it again. All right. All right? Okay, thanks. All right, mahalo. Hmm. John. 
Hey. Hey, you're 21. You're on the love line. You know, have you noticed how depressing the commercials are you guys play? Like, the, later, the later, yeah, the later, later it gets. we get. Yeah. yeah. The gases. <laughs> yep. I have a quick uh, anatomical question for Drew. Yeah. Um, me and my girlfriend have been uh, sexually active for probably about a, a year. Uh-huh. We've always been very, uh, I don't know, very compatible. Mm-hmm. And uh, just recently she said that it's starting to, to hurt. Mm-hmm. And she says that, that, uh, that, uh, my, that I've grown. But I'm 21 already, and I was wondering, doesn't your penis stop growing after a certain time? Around 21. Around 21? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. So it's hey, possible. Uh, John. Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, what do you eat? <laughs> what do I eat? Yeah, well, what do you uh, eat on a normal day? Any special food? Uh, Any, like uh, mango leaves or anything like that? Anything special? What's wrong, Adam? Uh, no, just curious. <laughs> sure. Just curious. Nothing? A lot of meat. A lot of meat? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Which, right. any, any particular animal? Uh, cow. Okay. Adam, you gonna go out and buy some steaks? <laughs> I had one tonight, actually. Oh, geez, I felt something shift. <laughs> so uh, head back there. According to uh, John's logic, and uh, the uh, Eastern Indian folks are all uh, hung like fleas. Drew, you ready to move on? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Lee, twenty-two. Hi. Did you know that Gandhi wasn't hung? I'm sorry. Okay. What's your question, twenty-two-year-old Lee? Yeah, I have a question for the doc. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend just went for a pap smear about two weeks ago, I guess. Right. And they told her that she has some kind of cell that, that a lot of times leads to cancer. Right. And I was wondering, is is it safe for us to have intercourse? Yes. It, it, well, it, it, have they done any procedure yet to sort of take that away? Uh, no, they, they're they going to let her go back and have like a biopsy or something. Right. I just make sure that she asks those sorts of questions around the time of those procedures because there will be periods of time where she is not to have sex. Okay. Uh, just because of the procedure. But you got to understand that this is what women have pap smears for, right. that it's a common thing. You get it just like if you had precancerous lesions on your skin. You get it taken off, you watch them, and that's the end of it. Okay. Oh. Okay. All great. Right. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, Lee. Mm-hmm. Mikey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, twenty-eight. We're sober. Yeah, hey, I might be able to hook uh, Nate up with my sister Hilda. Broom Hilda? <laughs> yeah, she's about three hundred and fifty pounds. You know, all woman. Yeah, Nate have to strap a board to his ass for that one. <laughs> right. My problem is, uh, I don't know if maybe the doctor could uh, help me out here. I, I might need to see a doctor. Uh, I've had a problem for about 13 years uh, with uh, chronic nail biting. Yeah, I mean, to the you... point where the 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 hag wants to leave me. You know, I don't really care if she does. It's just I, I want to find out. Is there couldn't have anything to do with your romantic spirit? No, it, it could be. But it's is there any kind of an ointment or something? Hold on, there? is this uh, Cyrano de Bergerac? Yeah, I'm really. You know, this has been a real pain in the ass. You know. All right. Is there any kind of ointment or anything? Hold on, Mike. Do you do any other kind of obsessive behaviors, uh, compulsive I, behaviors like like uh, tearing your hair out or anything like that? No, that's that's one thing I don't do. You Misogyny. Just, I just I just bite her down to the freaking bone, you know. Yeah, you really you, you really destroy your nails. Yeah, I play guitar too, and I cut off the callus too. And it's just kind of sickening. Well, what kind of music do you play, Michael? Uh, a little rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't try to categorize what them. What bands man. do you cover? 
uh, acid rock. <laughs> no, mm. I I just I, I just play guitar as hobby. You know. Oh, okay. All right. You're not, not a well. You're not a rock star. No, that's uh, fine. Uh, Mikey, th- that kind of behavior uh, suggests it may well have an emotional sort of basis to it, and there are medication you actually you can take depending on what's going on diagnostically, to what, what the disorder actually is. But there are many medications that would likely improve that behavior. They actually, if I understand right, there's actually sort of, sort of aversive stuff you can put on your nails. Things Meaning like, you bite into it and it tastes like It tastes poo. like hell, yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, um, just dip your fingers in a can of... No, no. There's, there's, I forget what it is, frankly. The dermatologist. Yeah, but it's like what they do, with, they, they do it with dogs. Right. I mean, dogs don't bite their paws, but what I'm saying is a dog's like, uh, keeps uh, biting himself, scratch, has a rash, it keeps biting his ass. They put some of that, like, apple bitter stuff on there, and the dog bites it, gets a bad taste, hence the uh, whole Pavlovian theory, and he stops biting his ass because he associates it with a bad taste. But uh, Mikey sounds like he has a little more than just uh, a fingernail problem. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey sounds like uh, cuticles would be uh, are the least of his worries at this point. Yemi. Yeah. Fifteen. You're on Love Line. What's up, Adam? Hey, Yemi. Dude, you're like my idol, man. I go to school every day and recite your like theories and stuff. All right. It's uh, all right. I got this a frightening prospect. I must. <laughs> yeah. Tell I wonder, you. What, yeah, what, yeah, that's very. What's your GPA, Yemi? Uh, three point seven. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Getting through to the intellects of society. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Yemi. You're obviously not only book smart but street smart as well. Yeah, all right. I went to this youth group the other night and yeah. with my friend CJ, and, like, um, my ex-girlfriend was there, and, like, instead of going to the youth group, we kind of ditched it, and we got this guy to buy us a 40, and, like, she drank it and got a little drunk, and, like, I kissed her, and I feel wrong about it. Oh, so you did that thing. Huh? <laughs> you did that thing that I did when I was 15, which is you stand outside a liquor store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you wait for a guy to come by, a guy that looks like, basically like what you are going to look like when you're 20. Yeah. 21. And you go, uh, hey, man, um, uh, I forgot my ID, even though you got pimples and a bad teenage mustache and you're about four feet tall. And um, uh, could uh, could you buy me, here's five bucks, could you buy me a a six-pack, here's... And, you know, you'd have to try, like, 20 guys, but eventually there'd be some guy who'd do it. It was, yeah. like, really cool. Some guy, usually a guy named Kurt. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Kurt. That's cool. But here's the great part. You give Kurt 10 bucks. And, but by the way, when I did this, this is 1977, you know. Uh-huh. You'd give Kurt 10 bucks to get a six-pack of Mickey's Big Mouth. Kurt come back, give you, like, 50 cents. It's like, uh, hey, uh, Kurt, it was nine fifty for a six-pack? Uh, and there's one missing too, by the way. And the guy's like, "Yeah, man, I, uh, like raised the price." Oh. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he screw you on the money, or did he? Did no, he give you the forty? My friend Christine like watched him, and she's kind of hot, so he like okay. didn't want to cheat her. All right, so Kurt was <laughs> Kurt was cool. Yeah. All right, so he gave you the forty ounce, or you got a little loaded. Yeah, and like then we kissed, and I think she wanted to do more, but I didn't want to. Like, my friends say that she took advantage of me, but I feel like I took advantage of her. Let me tell you, huh? I, I could kiss Drew right now and no one would take advantage of anybody. <laughs> Hold on. No. Spit out that gum, Drew. I'm coming in for the kill. Here's the deal, Yemi. Just yeah. kiss and no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's your girlfriend, right? Ex-girlfriend. All right, ex-girlfriend. So you guys rekindled the little thing. It was a little weird. 
But it was just kissing. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's okay. You kiss your mom. Yeah, you kiss your mom. Maybe not the same way, but you not, do kiss her. Not with your tongue all the time. Well, but, but you... it's understanding he'd feel confused and feel kind of awkward. You don't want to have a relationship with this girl, right? Well, yeah, I do. And, like, I asked her out again, but she doesn't know. Well, well, maybe. So you're, the whole thing is kind of confusing for you. It'll sort itself out. If you want to go after her, keep going after her. If it doesn't work out, that's why she's the ex-girlfriend. You done, Confucius? Yeah. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Rules the law. The strangest freak, the highest accident, and the funniest clown. Love one. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you have been asking for it. So here it is. We're going to give you three episodes of Classic Love Line every week. That means more of those amazing classic Loveline show moments. Why don't you say who she is for anybody who hasn't seen the show? Uh, Jenny McCarthy's the uh, ex-playmate, good-looking sidekick who's what? basically the Vanna White of uh, Singled Out. And she's very intelligent. Yes, she is. Now, is it one of those things where she's very intelligent for someone who has an ass <laughs> like that? Download them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at podcastone.com. Not going to give the phone number, not going to give the facts. Now remember, next week, Dr. Mancini from Melrose Place, Slayer, Imperial Drag. Uh, tonight, my young ward, Nate, is in studio. Time for one more quick call. Eric, 21, you're on Loveline, real What's fast. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? What's up? Well, I got a question for you guys. Mm. Um, <clears throat> whenever I get an erection, you know, my head gets big, but my shaft kind of says it doesn't. It grows a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? It's like restriction of blood flow. And I'm just wondering, like, what causes that? Yeah, it's like uh, when you're at the carnival and they're blowing the balloons up and they have that long <laughs> sort of tube and they put the balloon at the end. That's that's like you, right? I suppose, man. Yeah, well, what's up with that? Once in a while, guys are stricken with this. Drew? I don't know what you're talking about. But the guy's penis, his shaft stays about the same, but the end, the head of the penis, and, and gets that's, gets that's abnormally just, large. It's just him. It's big, like probably like golf ball, you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Yes. Yeah, you know? That will create a piston-like effect uh, during intercourse. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm wondering what the heck that is, you know? I mean, is it like, is the blood flow, like, what's going on, huh? Drew, is there anything to correct this? I, not that I'm aware of. Really? I don't know. Never heard of that? Uh-uh. You uh, need to find yourself a, a woman with a vagina shaped like a mushroom. <laughs> I have a woman. All right. How's she shaped? I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Anne's raising her hand over there. What's that? Anne apparently has uh, uh, all, all the vegetables of the garden <laughs> down there. Anne, do you have that shape? Yeah, I do. Oh, fantastic. Is that bad? No, uh, absolutely not. Thank you. All right. You know, I've been known to eat mushrooms on occasion. That's gross, man. All right, Eric. You got a girlfriend. Everyone's happy. We're out of time. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, as usual, I want to thank the lovely Lisa for doing a great job on the phones tonight, the beautiful and talented Sherry for doing a good job on the phones tonight. Fun and interesting calls tonight. Also, the one, the bus driver, the one who steers the show in the direction that it goes. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. The lovely, the angular one, producer Ann. Also, the one nut wonder. The man who rarely gets off his ass, but when he does, it's usually 
for something important. Who gives a rat's ass? Like to go to the vending machine or maybe to the bathroom. The One Nut Wonder Engineer Mike. And on the main mic, myself, Adam Carolla. Also on backup mic over there and falling asleep, Dr. Drew. I'd like to thank uh, young Ward Nate for coming in tonight. Yeah, okay, that's your cue to say something, you moron. Well, say something like what? All right, fantastic. Just so people like, know who you are. Brother. Okay, thank all right, you. I'm leaving thank already. You, all right, I'm dropping your ass off. I'm going home. I'm going to sleep. Uh, remember, like next plan. week, talk to us Sunday, big show. Um, we'll see you then. Right. I got it. Thanks. Listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.